All right. What are we talking about in this show, Stromer? Well, we got the idea of hot, full windows to to hide the fact that you got a big, empty, blank wall. What do you do to make it work? That was a great idea. What else are we talking about? Yeah, I never suggested faux windows, but they exist, and it's, it's kind of interesting. We'll get into some lighting discussions. There's some Joyce sistering conversations. Got- Stromers in Michigan enjoying the lake, and we'll do all that. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hey, sports fans, it's Chris Howard, former Jacksonville Jaguar running back and 1997 National Championship running back from the University of Michigan. Get plugged in with me every week as I'll be breaking down the biggest topics in the world of sports and entertainment. Join me and my special guests for some honest conversations about sports and life when the cameras are no longer flashing. I'll also be breaking down weekly matchups for NFL and college football games. Be in the know, listen to, and follow Plugged In with Chris Howard now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Corolla Digital. Master Carpenter, who's here to help you out? I had a little stromer. I made him out of clay. Made him out of clay. And when he's dry and ready, he's dry and ready. Uh, oh, stromer, stromer, I will play. I will play. <laughs> yeah, get it on, man. Stromer's up. I don't know. It's in Michigan somewhere. Where are you? Are you, are you yeah, at the yeah. cabin? Adam Wood. Yeah, Adam, what you're seeing behind me is hot Doug Fur from the 1930s TNG style. That's right. The entire interior is made of this stuff. It's beautiful. Naughty, one by six, sometimes one by six. Yes, sir. Not all no, one by no, six. No, this is, it's, all, it's, all, it's alternating one by six and one by four. Yeah. And t- one by eight, actually. It's three sizes. Three TNG. Sizes. Yeah. I miss putting up TNG. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's satisfying, you know? It really is. It fits where it's supposed to. It's got a tongue. It's got a groove. It's got everything you need to make it move. You dig? Yeah, I can dig. God, I remember those days rip, <laughs> ripping off that tongue for the last piece that was going in. And that's, yeah, I miss that's what you got. Uh, I That's miss how my, you put the trim up around it. Yeah. Miss my T&G days. So uh, are you vacationing, Stromer? Yeah, this is a week off of uh, hot jet skiing, hot water skiing, hot pontoon boating, eating. I, there's a there's like a, ca- a central cabin in a compound of like 20 homes that has a dining hall with three meals a day. You hear a bell ring. Everybody comes up from what they're doing, and, you know, whether it be your nap or your, your activity, and you go get your food, and then you go back to it, man. It's, it's like effortless. How much drinking's going on in the cabin? 
there's a lot of drinking and drugging, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I got a, 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 con, a constant, constant IV of something going in there. <laughs> and, uh, it, now how does it work? Uh, is this a you know, family you know what, cabin? You know what I have, man? Hmm. Yeah, this is a family cabin. This, I actually have an IV stand with those off-road tires so I could go through mm. the trails ah. and into the water with the bag. <laughs> yeah, this is my, my, my wife's mom's dad back in the thirties was a jeweler in Saginaw, Michigan and bought, you know, this house for like a dollar. And these are probably worth a, you know, a couple million bucks now. And it's around this lake. It's really, really cool. How is the, uh, how does it work with sort of the central food cabin and in the cabins around it? How, how are they paid? How yeah, does that so, work? Yeah. The, so the homeowners association pays a fee that pays the salaries of these kids that come in from the town. You know, it's basically the story. The plot is as follows. The townies come in, they work in the dining hall. And then in the summer, they might learn how to dance in the lake. And he oh. holds her up, up over his head, right? Yeah. And then sings, I've had the time, time of my, of my life. life. And then the day, yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's like the total Midwestern vibe, man. It's really, really. And then it, for some reason, the light, the sun doesn't set till like 10 at night here because you're further north, I guess. So we're out there water skiing after dinner till about 10, 10, 15. Is the water cold? Do you wear a summer suit like you wear what do you, what you, do you can, wear you can you can do a i got a i got a suit that's really thin and it's perfect if i want to ski you know when it's not sunny but when it's sunny it's real nice you don't have to have anything you got a boat or is it a yeah. communal thing no. got a boat with uh you know an outdoor uh mercury uh, uh 85 horse was which is enough to get us up and get us going you know we like to do the slalom ski stuff Wow, what a life you're living, Stromer. No wake not no no wakeboarding here. We like to do the, the old school like nineteen seventies listen to the slow ride with a beer cannon. Yeah. Cutting on the lake, you know, with some hot carving and big walls of water. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Yeah, I've been water skiing a a couple times. I was pretty good at it because I had good balance. I was able to I was able to do yeah, one ski right at the right at the top. Uh, well, that's what that you're in. You're welcome to come anytime. You bring those boys. Sonny could sell some merch. We can make a fortune up here. That sounds like like heaven. All right, uh, Gary, yeah. we got questions, email questions, vid questions, phones. What are we What are we looking at here? Well, we're still finishing up screening some phone calls, so why don't we start with a video question today? And I'd like to remind everyone, uh, nay, beg everyone, if you have a question, you have a video. Please email us, aceonthehouse at adamcarolla.com. To watch the videos from this episode and any episode, you go to aceontheroof.com. But please do continue to submit those videos and emails as we absolutely need them for this show to survive. Here is a video from a gentleman named Dan Carroll, and he says, This is Dan Carroll from Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. I'm at my latest flip project, and it has these vines growing up the side of the house. They're difficult to get off, and I wanted to know if you had any tips for removal. Much love and get it on. From Ancaster, Ontario, Canada, coming at you from uh, another one of my projects. This is a uh, a new flip that we just picked up, and uh, kind of out in the country here. It's quite nice. A little rural. Anyhow, I had a question for you. These stupid vines climbing up the side of the house. 
They're hard to get off. I'm wondering if you had any tips. I mean, I can go over here. I mean, they sort of come off in sections, but they stick and all these little burrs. Mm. I don't know if you can see that. Like, I don't want to come off. So any tips you got to take that off, greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So it's got a, a brick facade and it's got these vines clinging to it and he wants to get rid of it. I, I mean, I would say first thing is just cut cut the bottom of the vine so they die, you know, stop growing. My, my I don't have any expertise in this, but here is kind of my, my vibe on this. I would uh, go down low and cut them where they're coming out of the earth so that the, then I'd maybe walk away and let them die a little bit on there. Then I'd probably hire some kid with a, with a broad knife, you know, six inch broad knife and, uh, you know, stiff broad knife and, you know, scrape, scrape those vines. Maybe, maybe you get a water, you know, high pressure water sprayer on there and, and spray that, you know, try to get the burrs off with that, but you don't want to etch pressure washer cares. Tell me I don't know, high pressure sprayer thingy. Yeah. Pressure washer. Maybe you use that to get the burrs off, but again, you'd have to be careful not to etch those bricks. Bricks can be kind of soft. You know, the pressure washer is sort of the aquatic belt sander. Damage can be done. Like you you look at it, you know, you look at a belt sander and you go, I'll just take a little off. Next thing you know, you're gouging the shit out of your hardwood floor. And pressure washer, you crank that thing up to 110 PSI, you got the wrong head on it, and the next thing you know, you've etched into the concrete driveway or the block on the side of the wall. You know, you got to be a little careful with that. Um, But I've never really done this. So, Stromer, you probably have. Yeah, I've done it a lot. I've done it a lot with exterior house paint. Back in the day, and uh, and used to do that so much. And right, the pressure washer will etch no matter, and then the the lighter gauge tip won't do anything. So basically, it comes get some kit or you, and it works pretty good. A long and tan flat knife, a metal knife like a four inch blade, and it's a kind of a combination of of etching slightly with the with the all right we're gonna go ahead and take a break here in the show Um, and you mark this we're gonna edit it stromer i would like you to call into the show i'm gonna text you the phone number right now we're gonna abandon zoom for you adam will be the only one who will be able to see the videos but you'll be able to hear them so you're you're gonna call into the show right now all right you got me i got you but we're gonna have you call into the show right now uh uh, do you have all four lines full? Okay. Stromer, call the number I just texted you right now, okay? All right. You want me to just pick it? I can just pick it up from can here. You just give us a second here. We got to get this situated. Well, I'll just buy time. I'll just take take a phone call, say Stromer's line's gone bad. Yeah. All right, Stromer's having some uh, issues with uh, with Zoom. 
But we got some calls up there, and then Stromer's on line three, four. Stromer? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think the Zoom was crapping out, so we just got you uh, over the blower, but that's fine because I got uh, yeah. I got calls up here. I got uh, yeah. So let me let me let me yes. finish that thought. So you yes. can, so it's the combination of the wire brush and the um, and the edge of the wide blade, and then sometimes you can even use steel wool, but that'll leave sort of a gray mark on the brick. So all of it has to do with kind of smear because those little suction cups that are on the ivy ultimately can sometimes actually dig in and etch the surface of the brick. So you do sometimes have to scoop up and under a little bit and unify everything with a wire brush. All right. Well, now we're able to convey that. I'll try to take a call, though. Uh, Stromer on four is blinking. Do you want him solid? Let's see. Oh, now it's solid. All right. Let me try. Uh, let me try Kristen on line two. Kristen? Hi there. How you fellas doing? Hi, girl. Hi. <laughs> uh, you had a question about repairing cracked floor joists? Yeah, just one for right now. Uh, I have a super old house. Well, not super old. It's about 100 years old. And I have a floor joist original, and it's got some knots in it, and Probably decades ago, it started developing a crack. So I want to uh, sister it with a new joist, but I have some things that are going to make that more complicated. One, it's a radiator-heated home, so there's the radiator water lines going through this joist, probably what weakened it. And additionally, I have a gas line running through it. So these pipes are too strong and old for me to handle. Um, I'm going to have to have somebody come in. I just don't have the strength. But I've seen on the marketplace they've been introducing some steel reinforcements for floor joists that can essentially be applied, and they're notched out, and so allowing to kind of stabilize and strengthen the joist. I was just curious if either of you had ever dealt with that product. Let me uh, see if I can get Stromer. Stromer, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, Stromer's locked in as long as that. Oh, okay. That That's just the solid. longest he's ever went without talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> Stromer, did someone hand you that little wooden cup with the stick on it and the ball and the string or something in the interim? Or what, what has captured your fancy? Well, I, I got to tell you, the, uh, the thing about the joist reinforcement I have seen them. I haven't used them. I've just done traditional sistering with other pieces of two by six that you notch, you know, and try and clean yeah. on either side of what you got. And as long as uh, it, it, I feel like those those things would be fantastic, as long you know, then you don't have to remove the old joists and you can leave everything as is, right? But um, you just want to make yeah. sure to apply them. You want to apply them, and if possible, maybe slightly bottle jack both sides of where you're patching and putting this new thing in mm-hmm. so that you're not putting the cleat on a U-shaped joist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, what? I know what you mean. The other thing I was concerned about is just that there's so many lines going through this that are part of the engineering of the home, and I'm just worried yeah. that if I was just to reinforce it with a steel plate, that the load and the burden would be switched further down the joist mm. and possibly causing damage further down. No, so I think I, well, the string is probably well, the way I'm going to go. Hold on, everyone be quiet. You, the, other thing, 
Right. You could also box that joist, you know, going perpendicular to the existing joist around where the stuff's going through, just to kind yeah. of slightly amend it that way too. You know, in between, and even or you know, Adam likes to use straps a lot, which I think could also work if it's beefy enough. And I'll tell her about what you would do strapping that thing. Well, first, I'm trying to picture this steel sister with the notches in it. I've I've not seen these things. I don't know how the notches I be- work. I believe it's called an eye joist. They sell a couple versions. They put an eye in front of it. It's a dumb name, but it's a unique product. They've got a couple with U joists that are cut out or U-cuts that are cut out, and then they have another one which just has a hole smack dab in the middle, and it just looks like a steel bracket with a ledge underneath, and you just screw it to the joist. Yeah. And if the cutout is in the lower third, use the U, et cetera. Um, but you're saying it's steel. Gary's showing me some composite it stuff. It is steel. Okay, yeah. he, here's what I would say. Um, I agree with Stromer, and, and this is under the house, a, a crawl space. Can you get under it? Yeah, it's um, in a full dug basement. I'm in Milwaukee, so we have those here. All right. So yeah. All right. Listen to the to me. Um, I would put yes, a sir? I would put a string on it first, from one end to the other, as far as I could get, just to see mm-hmm. if there was any sag in the middle of it. Just, oh, yeah, to plumb it up a bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, if there's any sag in it, you don't. We're looking at it now. It's kind of interesting device. All right. If there's any sag mm-hmm. in it. I would definitely want to take that sag out before I locked it off with a sister steel or not. And the way you can get that, if there is a sag, you can get one of those um, screw bottle jack things and put it down. You can rent one and you put yep. it down on the floor. I've got you, some. Okay. And you take a four by four and you, you, know, you just start screwing it and twisting it. Until the sag gets out of it. And as a yeah. matter of fact, when I do stuff like this, I don't just get it back to even with the string. I'll give it one more extra mm-hmm. turn or half turn and get it even a little higher than where it's sagging. Because once you sister on your shit and remove the jack, it's going to settle a little bit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so don't just get it to even get it a little beyond so it's actually bowing the other direction just three sixteenths of an inch or something like that um yep then depending on how much room are they two by eights two by tens of two by six two by tens two by tens about a hundred years old all right and and the holes are going through the center yes all right so you, you you got about four Four and a half, four inches, four and a half inches, or something to to deal with a free space yeah. at the bottom before the pipes. Or you hit the pipes at the top. Uh, it depends on the pipe. Some are yeah. higher, some are lower. I mean, I different crews would come in to do different things, so there wasn't yeah, like yeah. a consistent standard. You can take a piece of flat steel and either lag it or through bolt it. Just a piece of three sixteenths, even eighth inch mm-hmm. by like four inch and yeah. you know, just put it flat. It'll have a ton of strength if it's up on its edge. And just sister piece of steel onto the bottom of that it. That sounds great. Uh you, that was my big question. It's it's easy. Yeah. Uh you know, if you want to do it 
right, so to speak. I you know, through bolt mm-hmm. it, put a big washer on the backside of it, but yeah. you, you can lag it into as well. Um, when I was putting the the holes in the steel to lag it or through bolt it to the sister joist. I would stagger the the screw holes. I wouldn't make them all in a line because now you're going to create another weak point. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So that go, is very smart. Go, I hadn't thought of that. Go up a little high. I usually get it all pre-drilled, so that's well, good to know. Well, tell, tell them to kind of serpentine it. Have them go up, you know, yeah. three quarters of an inch from the top edge and then move over 16 inches and go from the bottom edge and then go back up that's again. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense. I never thought of it. Yeah, but don't get too yeah, close. And also, yeah. Also make sure yeah to, that the that the bolt head doesn't go doesn't exceed the the steel. So you want it inset enough so the bolt has mm-hmm. got meat. You know what I'm saying? No, it can Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? You don't want to have, you know, sometimes they'll drill them too close to the edge and then oh. the washer or yeah. the head of the bolt Hangs out over the edge of the steel. Yeah, yeah. You want to inset it enough. Don't right? don't get that bottom bolt too close to the edge. There won't be enough meat on yeah. the joist. Yeah, it'll splinter it. Yeah, to, to dig into. And by the way, when I was putting in the bottom lags that were close to the bottom edge of the joist, when I was mm-hmm. if I was doing a pilot hole, I would angle the drill up a little bit, just slightly up to get the, it, it heading toward the meat. Yeah. Of the of the joist. No, that's that's super smart. Again, something I hadn't considered and I've been planning and, and, and fixing hey, this thing me, and these are great. Let me tell you one more let me tell you one more thing too about bottle jacking. Please. Like you really can like if there's a shower above or real or tile or anything that's rigid above where you're jacking, you can totally crack the slabs if you go too yep. far. So be very, yeah, very I do it over time, generally. Yeah, yeah. okay. Get yeah. the get the string going and just give a couple of turns, you know, over time. And don't try to make it all up in, in, in one fell swoop. Oh, God, no. There you go. I usually yeah. do it in the summer, so there's a bit more humidity in the wood and all the structure, too. Wow. Versus yeah, dry winters. Yeah. Thanks, Kristen. God bless. Thank you. Bye, fellas. I uh, love that gal, like- man. Taking care of business. Me too. Someone's got, got it, man. Someone then we got a call from Milwaukee, which is uh, Jeremy thirty eight. Jeremy, how's it going, fellas? Hi, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> so uh, I got a new uh, garage door uh, installed, new uh, rails and everything, and uh, I fired it up the first time, and it sounded like Lena Dunham sitting on a box of mice. I mean, it is squeaky. Yeah. Uh, what kind of lubricant should I use on that? I would say the lithium, the spray lithium grease for the track. Okay. I I, th- I think you might want to check if the wheels are nylon or the wheels are metal or the wheels have ball bearings or not. And you may want to do a little due diligence on it. But for me, that white spray lithium is a pretty, pretty straight straight ahead way to do it perfect um all right well that was easy jeremy i can't but i can't believe i can actually picture lena dunham sounding where she's screaming when a box of mice i could totally hear it i can hear it too right that's kind of hot. hot yeah yeah all right fellas have a great day
Thanks, Jeremy. See ya. All right. Let's see. John, 37, Los Angeles. John? Hey, guy. Hi, guy. Hi, guys. Hey, man. Bad Stromer. What's up, guys? Yeah, man. What's going on? What's up, killer? Uh, I got, you know, eight-year-old twins, boy, girl, like you, Adam. Uh, they like to mess with the caulking, I guess, around the tub, in between the tub and the the tile in the bathroom when they're taking a shower. I was just curious what you guys thought about that, that peel and stick caulk, or I mean, would you recommend that, or what should I use to kind of patch their what they've been damaging? They have... I guess they have a new peel and stick, like sort of corner caulk. Is that what you're saying? I, I it, just from the you know the picture on the Home Depot's app, it looks like I mean it would come almost in a roll, like double sided tape, and you would just kind of peel and stick. I guess yeah, it would be in the corners. I've not I've not used that stuff before. I I, I can tell you obviously they have the white tub and tile caulk, you know, sink caulk, you know. I mean, obviously. Don't use painter's caulk. Uh, you can use 100% silicone and blah, blah, blah. The question is, is you're going to scrape out the old stuff? Well, that, I, that was going to be my next question is, well, if not, if you guys didn't recommend the peel and stick stuff, what would be the process for me repairing that? Well, if the old stuff is in decent shape, you can just sort of go over it. Um, if it's not, I guess Stromer, what, get out a heat gun? And a rigid well, knife. I think I, a lot of time, a lot of times with that stuff, you you just get in with a with a uh, utility knife and you kind of forty five angle like a triangular cut into the grout joint, and then sometimes get yourself a grout saw and you gotta like as you go because it is latex feeling or silicone and stretchy. You gotta go over it and repeat over and over and actually dig down. And sometimes even get into the old grout if there's any left, because what? And if there's mildew in it, that'll bleed through unless you take all that old shit out. So you want to get it out that way. Then take a single edge razor blade and go on the tile, flat knifing it to scrape all that old stuff off the tile. Clean it out, blow it out, whatever, vacuum it, and then go back over with your with your new material, whether it be the the tape you're talking about or traditional caulking. And I've never used the tape. It just seems to me like uh, it's a it's a, a cleaner line, but it, you can't get in the groove of the tile. So I wouldn't. Is it more it just like a, a cosmetic thing, putting it over? You know, if they were it peeling like or molding. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's a surface mount thing, unless somehow it's spreadable after you remove the tape. But I haven't used it, so I can't speak to it. I would just use regular caulk because you can get it deep into the groove. Uh, I would add that after you've gotten it all cleaned out, the old stuff razored out and scraped out and everything, I, I take a rag with some acetone or denatured alcohol yeah, yeah. or something and, and wipe it real well with that and, then, you know, make sure it's dry. When you get your caulk, do not make too big a hole at the end. It's always a shit show. Make a small hole, cut it on an angle, and, you know, do the least amount of, fingering you can with the thing go with the you all know, this cock hole and fingering talk's getting me kind of turned on yeah it's making me hot yeah it's hot, it's hot cock i know so uh you know and, and bob's your uncle but uh look <laughs> the tape may work i don't 
I don't know. I've just never used it. I don't want to be one of these guys that I run into, you know, the crusty guys. Like, I don't trust it. You know, it's like I, I use Dallas. I don't use a biscuit joint. You know, that shit. Co- I, you know, maybe some things work. So investigate it. But clean the old shit out real well. And uh, you're not going to go wrong with the caulk. And, uh, you know, tell your kids, uh, hey, man, when you're in the tub, and let's get to a little more uh, rub-a-dub-dub. And a All little right. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, Uncle Joe over there taking a shower with my daughter. So <laughs> I feel it's you. kind of hard to convey that message. All right. Let me hit a spot here. Let me tell you about Indeed. Um, yeah. Puzzle. What would you do if your business had to hire great people fast? Here's a hint. You need Indeed. That's right. The hiring platform to attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites. Indeed has time-saving tools for an instant match, assessments, and virtual interviews as well. With their, I should say, with their sponsoring. Is that a word? Sorry. Yes. All right. With their sponsoring jobs feature, you're four and a half times more likely to get a hire. Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Right, Gary? Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash ace to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash ace. Indeed.com slash ace. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, quick break. Right back with more questions right after this. Let me tell you about concrete. This stuff is good. I use it every day. Dr. Drew uses it. Uh, your body. It makes about half the creatine it needs. And then the other half comes from the diet. But American diets are low in creatine-rich foods. Concrete, patented creatine, HCL, is the favorite creatine of elite and well-informed athletes. It's the number one bioavailable creatine and the only microdosing creatine. You just put a small scoop in uh, for every 100 pounds. So I'm about 200 pounds. I do two scoops. Just put it in a water bottle, shake it up. And Bob's your uncle, man. Creatine is required for functional energy in every cell. And your brain uses about uh, 20% of uh, what you need. So if you want to think straight and you want an immune system, you go with concrete. Right, Gary? That's right. Take control of your health, both body and mind. Build a better you with Concrete. Register now at con-crete.com slash podcast. That's C-O-N-C-R-E-T.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win a $500 Walmart Visa gift card. Available now online and in-store at Walmart. Concrete is truly life-changing and performance-enhancing. All right. We're back. We have questions. Stromer's in Michigan. He's... uh, He's living a, you know what he's living? He's living his life like a line and Kugel billboard. You got that right. Right now I'm, I'm holding a hot brat with some sauerkraut in one hand, a side of mustard in the other, and a beer helmet. And it's and lineys are, are just flowing right into my mouth. That's oh, right. my God. What a life you lead. Uh, let's see. We got a vid question, a tweet. What do we got, Gary? Well, I think we should go back to the phones. We've got a call up there on line one and another one coming in on line two. Line one we just spoke to, but line two we can 
we, ah, sorry about we can, that. Yeah, we second. can we can talk to soon as uh, soon as the screener throws it up has a suggestion for a new studio remod. All right, let's talk to uh, Brett from the Bay Area. Brett, how's it going, guys? Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Hi. So yeah, I uh, I watch a lot of your content on uh, YouTube. And uh, I noticed after the remod, you guys put up those RGB strips like every uh, kid playing video games in his office now. Yeah. You can put a clear, flexible, soft tube over it, like a clear PVC kind of pipe over it, and it gives it a much softer look so you're not seeing the individual bulbs. It Mm. just gives it a much more professional look, and I feel like you could buy enough tubing for a hundred bucks and cover all that up and it will give it a nice look right away. RGB is, is, is what's that stand for? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Uh, red, green, red, blue. Yeah, I think it's Ruth Bader, but yeah, she invented that. Uh, Did she know? I mean, it, it does wow. all the colors. It's like the I rainbow flag, I think right? It's Ruth, I think it's Ruth Gator Ginsburg. It's just a different company. Um, so, oh, so you say you take the uh, tubing. Do you thread it through the tubing, or does the tubing have a slit in it? it, it ha- there's both. There's both. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's hard to tell how you guys have it mounted up from, you know, watching it on YouTube. But uh, there are both options. So I'm sure uh, you are who I would want to ask to know which one to use. But there are both options, very easy to apply, and uh, it just gives it, it gives it a much softer glow so mm-hmm. it's not so harsh and when you're watching the videos you see in the, every individual bulb and if you go on youtube or twitch right now and you watch any 12 year old playing Fortnite, that's what theirs looks like yours should look better than that i agree i have not uh watched my show on youtube i don't think or maybe i have maybe i saw me interviewing Jay Leno about uh, him keeping all his Tonight Show money or something recently, as I recall. But uh, I think that's a I think that's a fair critique, and uh, I agree. And uh, we shall we shall investigate, Brett. And and thanks for yeah, watching. So so it, so it kind of creates like a little softbox feeling, right, where everything is is unified instead yeah, of just, individual lights. It 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 gives it like. I don't want to be. It just it goes from looking kind of cheap to a much more professional look. You know what is the what so, is it yeah. called? I'll have Gary look it up on the internet. It's uh, there's um if you just do clear tubing for RGB lights, but there's there's clear PVC. I don't know how flexible that is, but I know they make this like they make all different gauges of it and. Um, you just need to do a little bit of investigation, see what size your strip lighting is and what will fit. And, you know, you might have to try a couple of them. But I, I, I would just get a clear one, and then you'll see. They also have a frosted one, too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that dims it, but, uh, yeah, I think even just a clear one makes a big difference. I wonder, uh, do they have it in a flat variety, Gary? They do have flat, yes. They do have flat. Our, ours, and, is, uh, ours is mounted in a hate to have to dismount it but you could definitely go yeah you could over they it. have the flat that has the slit on the back too um so it's the split tube and um you i'm sure there's a way you could pop it right over it little 3m mm. tape or i yeah. don't know you know I'll, I'll, I'll do uh gary's pulling some of it up now is that 
different, Gary, that we're looking at? So instead, he was suggesting tubing, but you brought up flat. So this is just kind of a flat with, you know, and then you just kind of place it over it. I don't like know. Like a U channel. Correct. I don't know what the, the allowances for where we have it are pretty tight. So we'd have to get a very specific one. You know, behind the TVs, we have obviously more play than we do on the sides of the wood there, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not undoable. What is the, uh, and those, you buy them in like eight foot runs or something, a 24 inch? Uh, oh, I'm sure on Amazon there's, you can get a hundred foot, 500, yeah. uh, whatever, you know. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, you know what we're going to do? We'll, uh, we'll get Gary, maybe we'll order, a you know, a a run of it, just a couple different and then we'll put it up, and we'll we'll give it a little camera test and see how, see how we like it. But uh, appreciate yeah, that. We, we I don't want nothing we don't want else your, from we, the we, professional operation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we we can't have your your anything you're involved with that looking like a French whorehouse. Got to no. be soft and like professional looking. Yeah, other than your French whorehouses. Yeah, yeah, they need That's they're, exactly they're right. bang on. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. All right, let's see. Brian from Bakersfield. There's a lot of uh, alliteration going on on this show. We had Brett yeah, from is. the Bay yep. Area. We got Brian from Bakersfield. Brian? Hey. How you doing, guys? Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Hey. Hmm. Long time listener since love time. First time caller. Thanks, man. So, What's going on? Couple, yeah. couple, my question is, a couple days ago, you were looking up the definition online between... Um, like affected and and some other words. And uh, when you look them up online, it, you're kind of at the mercy of a woke company. They could be tweaking these definitions daily as compared to if you grab a Webster Dictionary from 1970, it's been sitting there, the definition doesn't change. It's the same definition year after year. What yeah. do you guys think of the value of of looking up history and definitions, you know, in a library and a hard book compared to what can be changed on the internet at, at anyone's mercy. Well, let me clue Stromer in. All right. Um, what, what, what Brian is talking about is we used to, somebody would make a, a joke that uh, crossed the line back in the day. And then right. they would say, um, I want to apologize to anyone who was offended. That's how we used to say it. Anyone who was offended. Now we say, I want to apologize to anyone who was affected. And the difference is, if you're offended at my joke, that's on you. But if I affected you, that's on me. So we used to say offended, (laughs) and we now say affected. And the definition of offended used to, you know, just mean like, you know, the this stodgy heiress woman going, well, I never and like fanning herself in front of Groucho Marx. Right. But right, exactly. affected means, you know, you're a landlord and you've shut the, the, the heating off during the winter. And th- those are people you've affected. Right. Now, we've swapped out offended with affected, and thus we've given credence to all this sort of politically correct bullshit where someone's like, I'm sorry if my words affected the team or the school or the Congress or whoever, whoever the company, like whoever it is. Well, you, your words don't really affect anybody. They're offended, but they don't really affect people. You doing things to people affects them. So we've, and then you go up and look it up and they've changed the definition of effect 
an offense. So you have to go back and look up, you know, Webster's Dictionary from, you know, 1974 to get the original meaning of the word affected and the original meaning of the word offended. And that's where Brian's coming from. Yeah, because, because from. All, all of the expressions are being tailor-made for everybody's individual point of view rather than one collective definition, right? And, it's convenient to make it bad. And if you say this guy's off-color joke offended this community, well, that's on them. But if you say affected this community, now we need to fire you because you've affected right. you've affected people yeah, versus you yeah, others it, not being able to take a joke. Yeah, it's almost like attorneys have created safe language so they can state their case and sue you. That is correct. Brian? Oh, wait, did I put him on hold? Yeah, maybe Elon should buy uh, Webster and, and keep that original, too. Or just... Yeah, he should buy Webster, although I, I think that actor's keep, keep dead. Keep the rules. Yeah. I, uh, God, I keep the rules where they were. I agree, Brian. Good catch. Thanks for uh, cool. bringing it up. All right, let's see. Do we have a Gary Vid question, email... Anything of uh, that nature. Yeah, sure. We have an email here. <clears throat> it says, get it on, Ace Man and, and Stromer. I'm going to install a 1950. Oh, Sorry. Let me try. There you go. Sorry. Get it on, Ace Man Stromer. I'm going to install a 1950s door from my grandfather's office when he was postmaster into my laundry room. The door frame is 80 and a half inches tall. The door is only 74 and a half inches tall and an inch thick, but solid wood. What's the best way to add those six inches onto the door? And should I... Uh, and should I split the difference between the top and bottom? P.S. Listening to Take a Knee with Gene Simmons inspired me to create my own business that I hope to launch by the end of this month. Thanks for the advice. Chris in Wheatland, California. Well, thanks, Chris. Listening to the great Gene Simmons. Strom, are you still there? Oh, man. Did I? Let's see. Stromer? Oh, man. Did I knock Stromer off or did he knock it off? Well, that's all right. I got this one. Uh, Stromer? Oh, wait. Let's see. Stromer. Yes, sir. I'm okay, here. we got him. Yeah, All right, he's got, a, he's got a door. The existing opening is 80 inches and change. That's 8-0. That's 6-8. Uh, his uh, postmaster grandfather is coming up the door 74, six inches short. A, uh, a bygone era where jam, people were shorter and jams were lower. Um, so now you can add... To the top, you can add to the bottom, or you can split it. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this door, and it looks like the rails, the verticals, are about five inches wide, and it looks like the top run is about five, and below it's three and a half or four. But you have kind of an established rail height. I wouldn't add it to the top. I would add it to the bottom. And it's... And, and it's a full it's a full one inch. Um, the way to do it there's two ways to do it. Um, it's a full one inch wide. So you're gonna have to find true one by stock, which they would call five quarter at the hardwood place. Um, the reason I call it five quarters because, Four quarter is actually three quarter because four quarter is one by. So again, the insanity. If you ask for 
one by six, it's three quarters by five and a half. So because one by one inch is three quarter, which is actually, and one is four quarter, then when you want an actual inch, they call it five quarter because they're fucking retarded. There is no such thing. It's like, (laughs) those guys are like the football coach. I want 110%. There is no 110%, and there is no such thing as five quarters. But it's, 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 it's five quarter. Gary, do they still call a true one inch at a lumber yard five quarter? Anyway, you need a true one inch. I don't know how I'd look that up. I don't know. You're good at the internet. No, they do add them. They do when you buy raw stock lumber. They do call it that still. They still call it five quarter. Okay. Yeah, and and some old school guys kind of rub it in and go, it's five quarter. Okay, that's what we call. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But yes. You would ha- you would have a difficult time ripping this at five quarter. Uh, you'd have a hard time getting two by and ripping it down to one inch because your contractor's blade is not going to go up that high. You can get close. I mean, I guess we had a ten inch blade. You could bring it all the way up. What do you think a ten inch blade? If you took that wheel and got that contractor saw. How much cutting, how much height could you get out of a 10-inch blade? Probably five, four, five inches, I bet. Isn't that a little spool? Yeah. Around but, four inches, usually in diameter. But, Stromer, how are you going to get five inches of blade out on a 10-inch blade? Right. <laughs> It, 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 you have a whole mechanism and a hole and everything. The center of the hole is five. If it's a ten-inch blade, that's not you, the max. No, but no, but I'm saying the escutcheon on the on the saw. Are you talking about a chop saw? No, I'm talking about a contractor saw, a table saw. Oh, contractor saw. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I thought you were talking about okay. a chop saw. Go ahead. I I'd say the most you could get out of a ten-inch blade is about three and a eighth or two and seven eighths or something. That's another thing right. for poor Gary to, to look up. You could technically, What's that? I there's another thing to try to Google. I'm deep in the five quarter. All right. Realm, so I didn't hear what you said. The second one, if you went and looked up a jet table saw with a 10 inch blade, maximum blade height, So anyway, five five inches, I bet. How can it be five inches if the blade is ten inches? That would mean the center. I'm just holding my I'm just holding my fingers <laughs> to approximate what my blade looks like. It's coming off the plate on the, the cutting plate. I'm saying four to five inches, probably four four and a quarter inches. Just to uh, reset for those who are thinking about driving off the highway right now. Or in their cars. If it's a 10-inch blade, then the center of the hole is 5 inches. How could you crank it up to beyond the height of the deck of the contractor saw? Would another way of saying it be maximum depth of cut? Here's my final answer. You ready? 9 inches. (laughs) Maximum depth. I'm going to go 
two and seven eighths or something. No, three and an eighth. Three and one eighth. Three and an eighth. Three and an eighth. I fucking crushed. I didn't say three. Did I say three and a quarter? Sure didn't. Did I say three? No. I say three and five eighths. Sure didn't. I say three nine sixteenths. Absolutely not. I amended my answer and said three and an eighth. And you did it faster than I could open my mic. Because I could fucking picture it hanging out that far. I, I was off by two inches. <laughs> you're, you're, well, you're, you're one and seven eighths, actually. What? He was off yeah. by one and well, seven eighths. His is, his, I was off by one and seven eighths. He's, what he's saying is physically and mathematically impossible. Correct. That means the hole in the right. center of the blade is halfway the up way, the... By the way, this brings up a whole other issue because I've been, a, I've been telling people the size of my penis mm. by holding my fingers apart. Oh, so my. it's clearly way smaller than I've been saying to other people. So now, at three and an eighth, you could take a six-inch piece... Rip it up on its edge and then flip it over and rip the other and get the full six inches out of there. But there's going to be saw curve and blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, I would say get the bottom piece, fit it, get the five quarter, chop saw it, make sure it's where you want it. And then I would biscuit join it on there. Right, Stromer? I would. There's a version where you get out a router and you do a kind of groove thing on it, but I, I don't know. I think I think just biscuit joint. Because if you don't do that, you'd have a tendency to kind of sometimes the the you know one side of the door you fuck up and there's like a sixteenth of an inch on one side and it's indented on another. But if you use the biscuit, you're going to accurately put it in the right place to make it even, right? Yeah, I would, over the course of a door like that, I'd probably use five biscuits, like a center biscuit, one three inches in from the yeah. right, one three inches in from the left side, and then just split the difference between the center and the right and the left. With five, they also make, Stromer, you ever use those cabinet clamps that you hammer in that look like big thumb, big tacks, big U-shaped yes. tacks? Yes, I have used those, yeah. I can't remember what do they call those finish clamps or uh, tack clamps or there's a U-shape metal clamp. It's it's I'm calling it a clamp. It's really two spikes. Looks like a big staple, and you hammer it in on either side of the joint, and it draws it in tight. Now it's only good right. for paint grade stuff, but I I, I would use that. As as well. All right, we got one or, more. Yeah. Or, or super long ass clamps if you can get them. Bar, bar clamps, clamps, you know, because you can yeah. buy any piece of, of pipe to make whatever you need. Yeah, the bar clamp's going to have to be seven foot long at least. But right, um, right. All right, one more call up here. Nick, thirty five, Iowa. Nick. Hi. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a, I'm seeking to build my house, um, in a couple years and on my designs, I have a giant wall that I can't figure out what to do with. Um, my, the, the side of that house is 64 feet long and then I have, it's a 20 foot tall room. So with a gable end, so I'm going to have like an absurdly large blank space there. Is it, uh, I, I'm just going to go with. I'm going to flat out say it, Stromer. 
a mural of George Floyd. If you don't do it, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Let the neighbors it, it, know. Not, the, in, the inside, I'm not worried about. It's the exterior and not being an eyesore, just a giant blank space. I'm, that's why I'm talking about the mural of George Floyd. <laughs> let let the neighbors know you're keeping it real. And, you know, if the shit goes down and there's a race riot, you'll you'll be snug as a bug in a rug. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it is it siding? Is it stucco? What is it? I'll be using a, a smart side, most likely. So uh, a lap siding. And you just don't want that sea of of siding, so to speak. Yeah, that yeah, giant sea of it. I'm trying to not pierce the envelope too much and yeah. um, have it as, as airtight as possible. But I don't know what to do other than maybe some landscaping to hide some of it. Yeah, all that came to mind was landscaping, hardscaping at the bottom. You know, get something that comes up, grows up. Not not climbs like vines, but shrubbery mm-hmm. that could just kind of break it up. You know, other than that, you know, I'm down to hummingbird feeders. But there... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of hummingbird and barbershop poles of one, all sizes. One could go with a faux window. I mean, I've never used them. I've never made them, but they they exist, you know, like a faux, you know, cup two, you know, four foot by four foot windows that look like there's an upstairs room and the, the gable or, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like there, there must be... Yeah. Windfo. Oh, that's Gary's. Like they're missing out. That's not the product name. Come on. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if you can find some Windfomation on the uh, on the internet there. Um, I do agree, Adam. I think you're right about land, like different landscaping heights is going to really hide the big expanse. If you can do some, tr- you know, trees and vines and even trellis or something where there's detail that's just not a big monolith of smooth nothingness right right i think you're right yeah that's the cheapest easiest thing to do yeah i i mean gary do these things exist i i i know people do it and people have done it i don't i i've seen you know you know where you see it nick and uh stromer uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of uh, of where you would see the decorative faux window use you ready uh, yeah. I have a, mm-hmm. a guy in the neighborhood. He's a car guy. He likes Porsches. He ha- he's built himself a, a custom garage, but it faces the street, and he has a kind of colonial thing, right? Well, he doesn't. He didn't put a ceiling on his garage because he wants to use the lift to go all the way up past the door. But he didn't want the look of that huge blank gable on the front, so he put like two fake windows on there that look like they go with the architecture of the house, and as if there's a room up up top, as there would be if he hadn't removed the ceiling and put a hoist in there, and, and was able to take his nine eleven and go up twelve feet off the ground. So. They have them. Gary, uh, went, what's the website called, Gary? In, uh, Imagination Millwork is what I was showing you. It's, it's, they've got every kind of faux window you can think of. I would say with a faux window or two faux windows and, or, and the shrubbery, you're, you're about covered, Nick. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's fun designing, but tough on those those sections. I think that would help a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. All right, let me tell you about concrete. Oh, this stuff is good. I take it every day. Your body makes half the creatine it needs. The other half comes from your diet, but most American diets are low in creatine-rich foods. Concrete, patented, creatine. HCL is the favorite creatine of elite, well-informed athletes. Um, It's the number one bioavailable creatine, and it's the only micro-dosing creatine. Just one small scoop per 100 pounds. So, you know, 200-pound dude, you put in two scoops. But they're just small scoops. It tastes good. Um, Put it in a water bottle. Shake it up. Creatine is required for functional energy in every cell. And your brain uses about 20% of the creatine in your body also for your immune system. So let's get some concrete. Right, Gary? Take control of your health, both body and mind. Build a better you with concrete. Register now at con-crete.com slash podcast. That's con-crete.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win a $500 Walmart Visa gift card. Available now online and in-store at Walmart. Concrete is truly life-changing and performance-enhancing. All right. I'll be in Springfield, Missouri tonight at the Blue Room Comedy Club. Maybe a couple tickets left, two shows for that. Then uh, Salt Lake City's coming up, and we're going all we're going to New York. Uh, there's going to be a show there. When is that coming up, Gary? That's coming up in Wednesday. Wednesday. So you just go to amcroll.com, pre-order the book, find out where the live dates are. Stromer will be back in studio next week, or he's still out. Uh, yeah, we're still out one more week, and then I'm back, back with a vengeance. Jesus Christ, what a life! So, I know, right? The life of Riley. Until next time, Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer saying Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.